And we're back. All right, with all that gum in your mouth. I know. Tastes good, though. So you don't have to smell my coffee breath. You didn't even drink coffee. This morning I did. Oh, that was like hours ago. Yes. Does it linger that long? (laughs) It'll linger till tonight. We didn't even test to see if we're Mm. loud enough or whatever. I'm sure we're okay. Yeah? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. I'll sound like a whisper the whole time, and you'll (laughs) sound like... (laughs) (coughs) No, I think we're okay. Um, as so long I, as you're not breathing as heavily as you were in the last. Oh my podcast. goodness! Did you, did you go back and listen? Yes, I listened. I had to tell him to turn it off because like it was so bad. Yeah, I hope people made it all the way through. Oh my goodness! I, I almost, I almost did it. It was so bad. I got a text so from sick. one of our fans, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Tyler with the Darth Vader walked in the room." Thanks, Kathy. <laughs> right? I didn't mention a name. Yeah, it was Kathy. That laugh gave it away. <laughs> Yeah, but you did breathe very oh heavy. Oh my goodness! Well, I, I did this. I did this for Tiffany the other day because, like, she always gets mad at me because she says I breathe like somebody who weighs like five hundred pounds more than I do, <laughs> and like, and I'm like, I just I have a deviated septum mm-hmm. in my nose. Is that what that is? Yeah, and so like, listen, like, look, I'm kind of stuffed up a little bit, but um, that one's fine, and then this one, no, this one's fine. One. So much air coming through, and then right. this one. Like nothing, cause how can you tell? Was there a difference in mine? You can. You should be able to tell, like, by how much air is coming through. <laughs> I can't breathe. I know. Probably need to like clear out my nose a little bit before I do that demonstration. <laughs> but one of the sides, I think it's my right side, my right mm-hmm. nostril, the the septum, I guess, is like pushed over, and so it closes that gap. Wow. Oh. And so that that side always is like. It, you always just, I don't feel it anymore, mm-hmm. but it's like stuffed up, you know, it's like, like stop. But then last week you were also sick on top so when of that. So when that and makes it, was, it worse, yes, way worse. At one point, do you, I looked over at you like, oh my gosh, could you stop <laughs> breathing like that? I can't help it. <laughs> but I'll be like sitting there in the, like the living room or whatever, just doing nothing, like not, not out of breath. And it's just like, <laughs> she's like, what's wrong? Like, what are you, like, why are you breathing so loud? I'm like, I'm not, I'm just breathing. I, Can't every once in a while, I always, <clears throat> my kids always look at me when I do it, but every once in a while I'll just be like, <sighs> like that. And I don't even know why I do it. It's Catch not the breathing. Right. I think I just let like something go or I don't know. Like but a fart I, for your mouth? <laughs> yeah. Extra air in yeah, my yeah, lungs. Yeah. And I'm just like, <sighs> like that. And they're always like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, nothing. And they're like, nothing's wrong. I'm like, No. I don't know why I do Tiffany that. Tiffany does it's that, but something's always wrong when she does that. Well, maybe something is wrong and I just yeah. fake it. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Anyways, so what's Anyways. new? Mm. Anything new with you? Uh, <clears throat> I've got back to school service coming up. Mm. Big deal for me. And Kids to, like, went back to school. Yes. Yeah. I know. Going to a football game this Friday. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. You going to be there? Of course. Go Elijah. Elijah's not Isaiah. Number, not Isaiah. Isaiah's doing physical therapy, so he can't play it. Love you, buddy. He doesn't listen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Neither one of them do. Yeah. But yeah, Elijah, Elijah's captain this year. El Capitan. Yeah. And so that's exciting. Does he get paid senior. more no. to be a captain? No. <laughs> no. Okay. They get paid for high school? I don't know. I wish they would. In popularity, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, he did say he might go for Homecoming King this year. Ooh. 
Was he, he king? Was he king last year? No, he was. Because you have to Jester. run now. Did you know that? What well, I mean? Okay, when I was in high school, they just voted, and whoever had like the top three popular votes were the ones who were homecoming queen and homecoming king, right? And then no, yeah, there was they, always you, a winner out of the three. You run this time. Yeah, now they run. You mm-hmm. have to put up posters that say, please well, how vote they, for how me. How would they vote last time? They would just have every like every senior girl's name, and then they would just vote three people. So then the top three Who people. Who voted? All the seniors. Well, actually, the whole school did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so then it was the top three girls with the votes were the um, homecoming queen candidates, and then the top one was the queen. But now you have to run. So then the only people that are on the ballot are the people <coughs> running mm-hmm. for queen and king. Mm. Which I'm like, that's so... I don't but know. anybody can run, though. Yeah. but So it's still the same. Aren't there some people who would not run just because they might be a little insecure? Then they shouldn't be king or queen. I don't want an insecure king or queen. Oh, my God. Okay. Seriously. Anyways. Like, get out of yourself. But my thing is, like, get over yourself that you think you should be king. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, get mm. over yourself. Like, why do you think you should be king? Well, he's or queen. Confident. Well, Elijah well, your wants son to Apparently your son does. <laughs> well, he ran his freshman year, and he became, he was um, freshman prince. Mm. Yeah. And he got to walk on the, and be in the parade, walk on the field, be in the parade, wear a little crown. What parade? The fall festival, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah. So this year, he didn't run his sophomore or junior year. Mm-hmm. So this year, he wants to run again. Focusing on his studies. Yeah, that's what he was <laughs> doing. <laughs> but this year, he said that he wants to run. He's like, even if I'm just like one of the top three, mm-hmm. like he doesn't care if he wins. He just wants to be like out on the. Field. You think you can win? I guess. Yeah. Is there more popular people than, than him? I mean, I'm sure. I don't know all the kids in school. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'd vote for my son. Yeah, that's sad. <laughs> Would you encourage Henry or Maddie to run? Mm. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Henry, sure. Madeline, I don't know. Tip, Tiffany wants to put Madeline like in cheerleading later on. Like, absolutely not. Absolutely. Why would you not let her? Well, I don't care for cheerleading myself. Right. Because I was part of the color guard. Oh. <laughs> but you guarded the cheerleaders. No, we did not guard the cheerleaders. Oh, okay. So I'm more into like the dance aspect and mm-hmm. like the twirling. Oh. Not necessarily cheerleading. So, but I mean. Tiffany was a cheerleader a sport, in right? middle school. No, it's not a sport. It is. Okay. Agree, agree to disagree. Okay, well... It's, it's a sport like pool is a sport. Well... It's not a sport. Well, if you can be competitive in it and go to competition, it's considered a sport. You think you think video games are a sport? It depends on... Okay, I so the way I define sport is something that is... I guess cheerleading does do this, but... Yeah, it's physically... Adju- like. Yeah, go ahead. Nope. You no, know, keep going. Nope. No, it's you, just you had physical. Something. <laughs> physically um, demanding. Yeah. What word was I trying to say? I don't know. I don't know. Excreting. No, I was going to say like agile or... Physically agitating. (laughs) Well, that is true. Yeah. Um, But anyways, um, yeah, so I don't think it's a sport. Whatever. Anyway, so you wouldn't have them go... You don't compete against people. 
Unless you're like in a cheerleading competition. Yeah, they have but, competitions. Like, but the vast majority of them don't do that. Okay. Okay, anyways. Anyways. Anyways, the whole topic of king and queen, we're done. Yeah, and it's over. Insane. Eh, Insane. <laughs> um, so we we wanted to do something different this week and talk about... Um, we didn't go live. That's okay. Okay. I'm a, I mean... Yeah. I'm okay. All right. Cool. Um, you didn't have your extensions in today. <laughs> I'm actually sitting here bald. Wow. <laughs> it is true. She just took off her hair and it's like... <laughs> my whole wig just came off. She is off. so bald. Oh my gosh. What's all that red stuff? Like scabs. What if people literally <laughs> see me on Sunday and they're like trying to figure out if I really have a you can do like this. wig on? Yeah. <laughs> My loops like that. I am my hair. It does. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am losing. Like I am losing my hair. It's really sad. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Well, good luck. Um, but we wanted to do something a little different because there's been something in the in the headlines of Christendom. Christ. Christendom. Mm-hmm. Christendom. Okay. Um, Agree to disagree. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Somebody went to college for it, and it was me. <laughs> yeah, I definitely didn't go to college for that. Uh, but there's I went been for theater. <laughs> oh gosh. I, I we were probably in the same. I went to a liberal arts college, so we were no, in the same. I went to Lake Sumter. Oh, okay. For theater. <laughs> oh, wow, interesting. I didn't you and like finish. one, other, you and like one other person. Yes, because I didn't finish either. Oh, okay. We should go back and do it for theater. Now that I'm this old, I'll be in there with a whole bunch of twenty-something-year-olds. There's a lot of old people when I went to college. Not in theater. No, true. Exactly. Very true. I know. Go ahead. You want to do something different? Yeah. So there's there's just some there's something that's been in the headlines a lot, um, and it is um, actually a lot of people have been kind of like so it's it's about walking away people walking away from the faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bigger name. I'll call them, I hate using this word, but Christian celebrities kind right. of that have been walking away um, from the faith. And the most recent victim to fall prey to this <laughs> is uh, Marty Sampson. He um, he is a, was a worship leader. I don't know what he's been doing the last like 10 years, but mm-hmm. back when I was a teenager. I'm looking up his picture. I don't remember what it looks like. Right. Back when I was a teenager, he was a worship leader with Hillsong, Hillsong United, and he sang a lot of the songs that we love. I'm pretty sure he's saying, um, not all I need is you, but um, take my life. Take my life, take all of me. I love you, Lord. That song. And then he definitely saying, look to you. Um, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. So anyways, um, he sang a lot of songs and he was like one of their, their premier worship leaders. <coughs> and quite recently, in the last couple of days, he has made a post um, and then Relevant Magazine shared it, Christian Magazine shared it, and then a bunch of people shared it, but stating, and we're going to get into the, some of the things he said and just talk about it and give our th- opinions and thoughts, um, stating that he has kind of walked away from Christianity. And I'll go ahead and read the post now for everybody that hasn't um, that hasn't heard about this or read it. Okay, so this is on his Instagram post. Time for some real talk. I'm genuinely genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me like what bothers me now is nothing i am so happy now so at peace with the world it's crazy this is a soapbox soapbox moment so here i go 
How many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible so full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God be love yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Christians can be the most judgmental people on the planet. They can be some of the most beautiful people. They can, sorry, so they can also be some of the most beautiful and loving people. I went to school for English, but oh, no. I can't read. Learn to read. Um, but it's not for me, he said. I am not in anymore. I want genuine truth, not the quote-unquote, I just believe it kind of truth. Science keeps piercing the truth of every religion. Lots of things help people change their lives, not just one version of God. Got so much more to say, but for me, I keeping it real. He needs to do some grammar. <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, unfollow if you want. i never been about living my life um, for others. All I know is what's true to me right now. And Christianity just seems like another religion at this point. I could go on, but I won't. Love and forgive, absolutely. Be kind, absolutely. Be generous and do good to others, absolutely. Some things are good no matter what you believe. Let the rain fall. The sun will come up tomorrow. And that was his post. Was funny. <laughs> Let the rain fall. The sun. I know. Well, what? when you when you do a post like that, you have to end it like on a very Beatles lyric. Is that type what of, it is? I know. I don't know. But it's just like yeah, very like peace, love, and happiness. Yeah. 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 So what do you think? First reactions. Well, um, you were on your phone playing doing TikTok while I was doing that, so you weren't really paying attention. But no, I was pulling up the other. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, Anyways, get, we'll get into um, that in a second. My first reaction is, I didn't really have a reaction when I heard it because I wasn't sure what he was really talking about. Mm-hmm. Besides the fact that he's walking away from the faith. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of confused. Let me read it again. No. You were listening. <laughs> I was listening. The last part was really funny, though. The last part was really funny. <laughs> it's um. And this, the rain will still come, and the sun will come out the tomorrow. Sun will come tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar that tomorrow goodbye yeah. today. <clears throat> Anyways. What do you think? What do you think about that? Well, some of the things he was saying, maybe some of the contradictions about... Oh, yeah, the contradictions in the Bible thing. Or, or not, or not Because contra- I, cause like, I even said before we started, mm-hmm. what contradictions in what Bible is he reading? Yeah. Because that's the part I... And for the contradiction, I'd like for us to like kind of move systematically through his... Arguments, okay, but like, but we can, but on that point, I think for the contradictions, contradictions are <laughs> kind of like in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. You can have um, a con- one person say, "Look at this two things. This, this is a total contradiction." Mm-hmm. And another person be like, "No, not, not, not to not to me. Yeah, like, I can see how that would happen or whatever." And <coughs> another person would just be like, "No," and and because if you look in the Bible. A factual contradiction of like, um, I don't know. The Bible saying there's some sort of kingdom out there, like, like let's say just Egypt. Egypt was never real, and the Bible talks so much about Egypt. Mm-hmm. But we look back in the history of the world, and we there's no Egypt. Like that's something that's an actual right. factual contradiction. Right. Well, that doesn't happen. 
Right. The Bible, in like I learned this in USF, a secular college, and I took a, a, a um, Bible and history class and was taught by an atheist. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm an atheist, but he said the Bible is the most accurate historical book that we have of the ancient world. Mm-hmm. And like, there you go. Right. Like, so <clears throat> there are no factual contradictions in the Bible as far as like facts. Mm-hmm. There are contradictions in, in the when you start talking about like the divine and the mm-hmm. supernatural mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Right. And then it's like, well, you you can't prove that. You right. Know, you can't prove anything. It's just your opinion. So the Bible is not really so necessarily full of contradictions. And maybe and there's there's one that he brings up in another post and we can talk about it later. Mm-hmm. But that's all I'll say. Like the contradiction is like kinda in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so um do you want to go through his through his post, or do you want to just talk about people leaving? Because like it's kind of a thing right now. Um, yeah, I because I, I saw probably like a week ago before this happened, mm-hmm. there was a guy who wrote a book about um, the dating thing. Yeah, the yeah. dating mm-hmm. in Christianity and everything, mm-hmm. and he's now walked away and divorcing his wife. Did and, you know why? No, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. I didn't really, I didn't really look into that one. I read his his thing, you know, like his post. And he was just like, this is where I'm at, and I'm sorry for the things that I said in my book, and yeah. He said he was sorry? Yeah. And um, yeah, and then that him and his wife were separating. Wow. And he feels great about it and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, I know to all my my Christian friends, like, I know you feel like you have to take a side and all this kind of stuff. And that's kind of... He didn't say anything like why he doesn't believe in Jesus anymore? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's crazy. Not that I can remember from the article. I should have pulled mm-hmm. it up. But yeah, it just, so that happened and then this happened. Mm-hmm. And I don't think these are the only two. There's been a couple other. No, there's been a couple like, like um, Michael Gunger. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? No. Um, he, he wrote, I'm pretty sure he wrote that song, um, um, Jesus, You're Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, Whatever, and then he wrote a couple other songs, whatever. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I know exactly what song you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> you know that song? Um, no. you, I see your face oh. in a million oh, okay. That song. Um, making me sing it, jerk. No, but the O-O-O's. How well, much, that's like, uh, oh. There's O-O-O's in a couple different songs. Yeah, but that's a, that's a unique O-O-O. Okay. Anyways, he walked away, but he's not necessarily like, from one of the videos that I saw of, him and his wife talking. I don't think they're like atheists. I think they believe like in some sort of God thing. Like they ain't Christians, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm say that. Um, <clears throat> and so it's just interesting that this is. Ha- and now, obviously, we know that this is nothing new. Mm-hmm. And just because it's happening with a couple of like, like I said, Christian celebrities, right. doesn't mean it's not happening all across the world right. with regular people. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I don't know, what do you what do you make of this like in what you have any opinions of like why like this is happening now or just people being open about it? I don't know just I don't know I I think it's happening now because of the way our society is about um, Jesus himself mm. and I'm not an expert on this so I'm just gonna talk I thought from you were. no no but to me it seems like they want to serve a God with no Jesus. Mm. And because to me, Jesus is very controversial. Oh, I said it without even. Wow. No problem. Good job. I know. 
I couldn't do it again though. <laughs> well, he, do you know what I mean? Like he because of oh. Jesus is the dividing line in the sand. Yes. Like and, I am the when he said I am the way. Right. The truth and the light, and right. no one mm-hmm. comes to the Father except through me. Right, and that's, I think that's the big statement in our in our world right mm-hmm. now. There's many ways to God, mm-hmm. you know, and there's so many paths you can take to, to God. enlightenment or to happiness yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> and the Bible is clear on no Jesus is the way. Right. So I think to me, it's they want to leave because it's easier. Mm-hmm. To go in that big spectrum of yeah. there's many different ways to God yeah. and I can kind of figure out my own way yeah. and be okay with that. And then that way I can still live how I want to live and yeah. and still say that I'm going to go to heaven and God's going to be okay with that. I definitely agree with you. Like, And I think this is like nothing new even in the Christian <clears throat> celebrity spectrum. Um, like you see like a couple years ago, or not a couple years ago, but like almost 10 or more years ago, um, Rob Bell. Do you remember who he was? Mm-mm. He was like a pastor of a church, like in I think Northeast America. Mm-hmm. But um, he was very intellectual. I think he was pastor of a church called Mars Hill, mm-hmm. and very intellectual. And like would talk. He had these videos on YouTube that I used to watch, and like he would like break down the Bible and truths of God, like in a very intellectual way. It was really mm-hmm. cool, and mm-hmm. I, I really resonated with it. But then eventually he came out. His big thing was, um, I don't know if he said there's no hell or that God is what you call like a universalist, mm-hmm. that everyone will go to heaven. Right. Because his big thing is like, how is God going to send Gandhi to hell? How's he going to send, Gandhi is such a good person and this and that. How's he going to send Oprah to hell? You know, all these, right. whatever. I don't know about Oprah, but, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that one. Uh, but Because she's right up there with Gandhi, apparently. I guess. Then. She's done so much. And you get a car and you get a car. She's given away so many cars, but but that's what's a big thing. Like right. was and and that caused a lot of controversy. So this is nothing new, with um, with you know Christians and stuff like that. But it does seem like it's happening a lot in the last year, and I think you're exactly right. Like we had a um, a group chat with some of my friends, um, after this was happening, and and one of them was they were they were saying that as the culture becomes more and more secular. And Christians are more and more mm. ostracized and pushed on the out, become the yep. outliers and, yep. and fanatics and stuff. Um, the Christians will, and you see this like in Revelation and just in the Bible have in general. To make a choice. You have to make a choice, yep. and because mm-hmm. like you know, sixty years ago, <clears throat> if you weren't a believer or at least you know a God fearing person, mm-hmm. you were the outlier. Right. In the seventies, all these little hippies, they were like viewed as the weird people of right. but now they are the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Not saying hippies, but you know, right. secular people who are whatever. Mm-hmm. And now Christians are viewed as as um the the outliers, or whatever. So right. as it as it gets more and more secular, Christians are going to have to be okay with viewed as weird, mm-hmm. viewed as different, mm-hmm. and all this sort of stuff. And and I think one aspect of this, I'm not saying this is the only reason for Marty or anybody else, but one is exactly what you're saying is that as the world gets, they are not okay with that. Right. And they're not okay with saying, yep, I agree. I just, I'm different. Yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think also, Pastor made a comment the other day about like 
you know these these Christian celebrities like when you've been in the limelight for so oft for so long, you know sometimes you want to you'll keep the limelight for what and do whatever you have to do to do mm-hmm. that, and I think as the world becomes more and more secular, you see Christians doing more and more to just stay um, relevant mm-hmm. and stay culturally acceptable. And I'm not saying like wearing certain clothes or whatever is bad, but just they'll just do whatever. And I think maybe even that plays into this, some sort of mm-hmm. things like they're like, they just feel so different and so apart from everyone around them. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause especially these, these huge guys, I'm sure they have a lot of, um, like this one pastor, Rich Wilkerson Jr. He's the guy mm-hmm. who married Kanye. Yeah, like he's friends with Kanye. Right, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I can imagine some of the people he runs with. Right, and who's surrounding him, and he like hangs out with it. You know, right at dinner parties or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I just can't. I can't imagine that life. Right. You know, and and I, I can see the temptation to want to be like them. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a good point. You're gonna say something? No. Not really. Okay. Not really. Um, But yeah, so, uh, but I also just feel like, um, hold on a second. I lost it. No. Dang it. Uh, Maybe it'll come back to me, but we'll we'll get to it in a second. But um, no, I think I I agree with you. It's, it's almost like who can come out with the newest thing mm -hmm. so that they can be trending Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and now it's even seeped into the christian world yeah and so now like even with this Mm -hmm. he might really actually feel this way but at some point maybe it's all about how he can be different from even Mm -hmm. christianity too right so that it's almost like a new thing and people tend to yeah that's the word yeah that's good Mm -hmm. That like I'm, I've got this new edgy way of doing mm-hmm. Christianity now, so mm-hmm. let's do this. I definitely think that's if not for him, for other people, mm-hmm. like I for sure. Yeah. Um. This I remember what I was gonna say one of the things that I noticed immediately when I was reading his post, and I don't know Hillsong personally or any of the places. I don't think he was really going to Hillsong in the last you know 10, 15 years. I think he's some somewhere else. But I'll just say this. Um. In the what you call like the seeker sensitive movement, you know, kind of what that is. No, it's like churches that are, um, and when you when I when you say it, it doesn't sound bad and it sounds good. And, and there is an aspect of it where every church needs to be a little more seeker sensitive, mm-hmm. but seeker meaning a non saved person. Oh, okay. So, like churches who I do, I thought you said, I thought for some reason, I thought you said secret. That's it. No, Se- like, seeker sensitive. Seeker. Yeah, it's like yeah. so. If you okay. don't, and if you're listening, you don't. That, that term means it's like it's a church that is their primary. And like I said, this is gonna sound like what's wrong with that? But their primary goal is to bring in people who are not saved mm-hmm. and who are like, um, you know, uh, nervous around the church, or whatever. And that's a good goal. Uh-huh. Um, and some, but some of the ways they do this is preaching things that are very dumbed down. Like very like what we would call like a watered down gospel or whatever. Um, you don't talk about things that are. Um, I'll give you an example. So when I was um, applying for a job one time mm-hmm. to be a minister, like I, I had this inter- a phone interview with a church in Colorado, and um, and the pastor really liked me, like my resume, all this sort of stuff. And um, we had a couple phone interviews, and one of the mm-hmm. phone interviews, I was just he was just talking to me. He's like, like, what are your passions? Isn't that? And I said, I love. 
and this is like a 600 person church like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. out in Colorado and I was like you know I love when the Holy Spirit moves on a service and like there's a you know you see the gifts present and so mm-hmm. he's like oh it's okay and this is a sim as a God church mm-hmm. he said yeah okay great he said you know we, we do things a little different here we don't want to we don't want to offend anybody or or make anybody uncomfortable so we really relegate the gifts of the spirit tongues and prophecy and all that sort of stuff to um we we encourage that to be like in our connect groups only and we don't we don't those are those are not really evident and he told me this mm-hmm. those are not evident in the service on a sunday morning i was like oh okay and so that's kind of an aspect of a seeker yeah. sensitive church it's mm-hmm. like we're not going to do anything to upset anybody right it's going to be very just you know make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that in a sense but here's the thing when you have the secret sensitive church um you're not going to talk about holiness because nobody wants to hear like hey you should if you're if you really love jesus your right. life should reflect that mm-hmm. um you're not going to talk about miracles because right. that's offensive to some people and, mm-hmm. and, and also what whatever doesn't happen then your right. butt's on the line right um and you're not going to talk about deep biblical truth because people want just more of a sermon that's going to get into the day mm-hmm. you know what i mean? like mm-hmm. they just they're just trying to get past the trouble and the struggle they're in right now and and that's all they need you right. know and there's some great pastors out there who uh, that's kind of what they're doing mm-hmm. um and it's needed and stuff like that but if that's all you're ever in you're never gonna have any you're gonna you're gonna struggle with some of these very things he's struggling right. with right and so that's what i want to say like i think this is indicative in a a, a um a warning sign to sort of that seeker sensitive movement of like listen it, it is should be our primary goal to get people in and to and to do whatever but if we're also not like discipling them in a real right. intense way yeah and getting them ready they're gonna struggle with some of these things mm-hmm. so yeah yeah all right um do you want to go through some of the things he was sure. saying and then we'll, we can talk about it um so he says time for some real talk i'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. Like, what bothers me now is nothing. I'm so happy now, so at peace with the world. It's crazy. Um, that part right there is just is sad. Like, it's very sad. It's sad that, for him, the absence of Jesus is bringing peace. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really can't comprehend that. I don't get it. I can't comprehend that. Because I want to ask him, like, what was your life? What, what was yes. your walk like? Yeah, because... The absence of Jesus in my life before did not bring me peace. <laughs> right. The presence of Jesus has brought me peace. Right. So I don't understand. But here's the thing is, is he talking about religion or is he talking about Jesus himself? Right. Because the absence of religion could probably bring you some yeah. peace. Yeah. If that's what you were about I, was religion. That, I never thought about that. That's a really great point. So, yeah. Uh, that's let, so let's scary just, to think. Yeah. It's just sad. Let's just say that, like, if you if you're listening right now and you're like, my relationship with the you know my Christianity, mm-hmm. you you feel like it's bringing you more like stress or mm-hmm. like you if you're like yeah I can kind of relate to him, I I would encourage you to pray yeah and see like do I really have a relationship with the Lord right because that is not how it's supposed no. to be, and and I've said it from very early on that. <laughs> Should be so much joy. Yes, but that I've said it for very, very early on is that religion can be yes. such a great replacement for relationship, yep. and you can really I I one hundred percent believe this because Jesus actually said it that there will be people who think that they are 
held yeah. and are not. Yeah. And that and and the reason why is because they feel like they've done all this religious stuff, mm-hmm. and they're gonna find out one day that it was not real. Right. And, and I think one of the tests that like you're talking about is if you don't have that peace that passes all understanding, mm-hmm. that that can't be manufactured. Right. That is genuine spiritual peace. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, in about two years ago, I could have probably related to that mm. because I'd been striving. Mm-hmm. I'd been like doing all the things that Christianity told me to do. You think you weren't saved? Uh, maybe not. Not saved. Right. But I don't. I don't think I had a intimate relationship with Jesus. And let me. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, like, and maybe it we need to say that. Like, yeah. Like, you I may not be not saved, but. Yeah. Did, you, what do you mean? Well, Say so that like, again. So we kind of started that, that statement, or I started that statement with saying, like, if you don't feel peace in your life. Oh, you, you're you, saying not saved at all. I think there are some people who are that way, like, right. for sure. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying, like, if you're listening right now, like, oh, God, is he saying I'm not saved? That may not be the case. Because, right. like, like you said, you felt you were saved. Yeah, I definitely felt you were just, saved, but I was not at. You, you weren't in a relationship. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of people who. And maybe Marty feels this when they view the Lord, he's more of a of a boss or mm-hmm. a king. Of course, he is a king, you know. Right. But hear me, that's his primary role in right. your life, and like there's no closeness, mm-hmm. and you're kind of just out here on your own, just trying to do, trying to be a good person right. for him, right? And like that, that should not. And be... And it can get tiresome. Yes, because <laughs> you're. You're doing it all on your own. And that doesn't mean you're not saved. Right. That doesn't mean that. Like, but that doesn't mean that. I think it does mean that you're not living to the fullness. Yes. Of your, like, God wants to have a relationship with you. Yes. And there and, should be peace there. And that's why I've, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. That's why I said before, I only knew him as Savior. Mm. He saved me out of hell. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of all I knew him as. You didn't know him just, as bride. I didn't. By groom. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know him as. My husband, or as my lover, my hussy. <laughs> no, you don't call him hussy. No, sorry. I call him hussy. <laughs> it's kind of never mind. But I, I am married to, to him. I don't even want to go. I am down. married to him. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole of like, hussy reminded me of fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy wuzzy, fuzzy wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy wuzzy had no hair. Oh, he wasn't very fuzzy wuzzy. <laughs> That's going to be all for us, guys. Love gonna... you. This is the last episode of the podcast. We are done after this. I, I just can't, I can't do this. I can't do word. this anymore. <laughs> this isn't the joy of the Lord right now, is it? Oh, no. It's, this is just really stupid. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. The so fact that Tyler's not even laughing no. is really hurting my feelings. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Okay. Um, it was a little funny, but it wasn't like that funny. Okay, well, tell Henry and I bet he's going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Mm. Praying for his teacher today that she she uh, bobs and weaves. Stop. Anyways, go ahead. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so... um. So that's just sad. So let's yeah. keep going. He says, this is a soapbox moment, so here I go. How many preachers fall? Many. No one. I, I'll go read through this whole little part, and then mm-hmm. we'll, we'll break mm-hmm. down each part. How many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Many. No one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. How can God 
be love, yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe. No one talks about it. Christians can be some of those judgmental people on the planet. They can also be some of those beautiful people, beautiful and loving people, but it's not for me. Okay. Let's start um, at the beginning. Well, first of all, I want to say this and get your opinion on this. When he says all these things, he, he is a, um, kind of a, a, a common refrain. He says, mm-hmm. and no one talks about it. Right. I feel like everybody's talking about preachers yeah. falling. Yeah. I feel like everybody's talking, maybe not the miracle thing, but like the Bible, people are always trying to have contradictions in the Bible. Like, I don't understand that part. I don't either. Because every like time one falls, don't we all talk about it? And I feel like that's part of Don't we say the, something um, about it? And maybe he's talking about like in the churches in general, or that that he's talking about like the churches never own up to it. Mm. But I do feel like that's part of like that mega church, seeker sensitive church mentality of like they just don't talk about those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Like when a, when a pastor falls in their church, no one says, "Hey, this, we we screwed up. We got to right. fix this." Right. Or or just like when a, when a brother fall, another pastor falls, you know. Yeah, the, the the church they're connected with, they don't say okay, how do they do this? We we you know how did how did they get to the place where they could fall like that and so we could protect ourselves? Mm-hmm. I I do agree with that that no one's talking about it, but like the miracles, maybe they are not talking about the miracles and and that's sad. Right. But I feel like some of that stuff people are talking about. Yeah. It's just weird. I no, I would like to go back to like the pastor thing falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Here's the part that I kind of agree with. I think. We do talk about it after it's already happened. Right. But we don't talk about when we see the warning signs of things like that happening. Mm-hmm. Or the warning signs of a, of a brother, like, falling. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, we I don't mean. say anything about it. Yeah. And Why? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, I totally agree with that. I, I And maybe think... we are wrong as Christians that don't speak up and say... I think we are. Yeah. Say, hey, I see you. I see you, and you're yeah. in a dangerous place. Well, you know, every or I time I see warning signs, right? Every time you <laughs> see, like, um, just some top off my head, like um, Saddleback or whatever, some sort of really big church up in Chicago. Mm. The pastor, he hit. I think he had stepped down, or maybe was forced to step down, but like he had been like you know really inappropriate with women for like 15 years right. or whatever. And that's a very so secret. How does it get to that place? Right, like fifteen years and right. nobody said anything. And that that had been going on fifteen years, and like people saw stuff. Mm-hmm. The Lakeland revival with Todd Bentley, mm-hmm. um, he was doing stuff. And people saw stuff, right. and so like in every single that I've ever heard of instance where a guy is like stumbling or mm-hmm. struggling, whatever, people always knew. Right. People always were like, yeah, I suspected something. Right. Even if they didn't like know 100% true, which some of it, it. Is, some of it is that. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I kind of suspected something was going on. Right. And nobody says anything. Right. Ever. It's Why, weird. Do you think we don't want to offend anyone? We don't want to... So I think as... Like pr- lose them as a friend or lose them as... Well, for some... Know? It's... When it when it when it has to do with a peer, mm-hmm. I think it's different than when it has to do with a pastor. Gotcha. So for the pastor, like for instance, um, all right, let me just be careful how I say this, but like for for that one, the guy in Chicago, he had the mega church, like mm-hmm. they had planted hundreds of churches all over the world and stuff. It's just massive organization. A lot of people got saved, and it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But when it was coming out, and people were saying, "Yeah, like we saw 
signs of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things they were saying was that they knew he struggled with it. Um, and they were just like, yeah, we just, we were, we were just praying for him. We didn't want to like, they kind of, they never said anything because they, um, they, I think they didn't want to offend him. Right. And they also maybe didn't want to lose him as a pastor. Also like in some of those churches, when it's a leader, um, there is nobody over them Mm -hmm. because that was a Mm non-denominational, non-denominational church. You know, Pastor Crane has Daryl Strickland, right. who's over the over. region, mm-hmm. right? But you're in a non-denom church. There's nobody over you. Right. You're like top dog. There's right. there's God, but like wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's no accountability. No accountability mm-hmm. whatsoever. And like and and people can say, oh, there is, but there's not. Okay, right. there's not. Um, at the very least, like there's like you know he might be connected with another pastor, but in that sense, they're peers. There's mm-hmm. no one over him. Mm-hmm. There's no overseer. Um. And then the boards, you kind of think like when you have a deacon or people on the board or even like pastors, associate pastors, mm-hmm. maybe in their bylaws and their the, the church laws that they have, they're supposed to be able to call stuff out. But like when you're dealing with a celebrity pastor, mm-hmm. you're not. I'm not saying Stephen Furtick is doing this, right. but no one's calling Stephen Furtick out. Right. There's nobody's going to do that. Because right. like once you get to a certain level of fame and celebrity and whatever, mm-hmm. like it's like you walk with the Lord. Yeah. You know, no one's calling... No one will ever call Bishop T.D. Jakes out. Right. No one's going to. Right. And that's a dangerous place to be in. Yeah. And so I think for the pastor thing, it is that of like where, you know, we we, we knew what's happening. We prayed for him and like they don't have an answer really mm-hmm. for why they didn't do it. Like mm-hmm. I think they were, they also, Christians are really bad in the sense of like trying to assume the worst. Or sorry, assume the best. Mm-hmm. Like, well, maybe it's not as bad as it, and right. they're lying to themselves. Right. But what you're talking about, I do think that is, is like, I'm afraid that... Like when it comes to a peer. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to lose them as a friend. Right. Or it's going to cause some sort of church, not split, but just like, you know, riff or yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. you don't want to like rock the boat. Right. And, and, and I think also <clears throat> in the back of everybody's mind in a situation like this, or like these, like, they're just thinking like, any day now, it's just, it'll stop. Right. It, it'll go back to normal. Right. It'll stop. So if I if I can just keep praying, mm-hmm. it'll stop. Mm-hmm. And then every single time, not every single time, but a, a lot of times, it doesn't stop, yeah. Yeah. and it gets worse and worse. Well, and um, yeah, I just <clears throat> I think this is my personal opinion. I think that's where we sometimes church up church. Yep. And we're just not real. Yep. We're not real with one another. We're not real with ourselves. Yep. I mean, there's been plenty of times I've walked into church and just put on the smile yep. and put on the outside look of Christianity, yep. and inside I was a hot mess. So yeah. I think I think sometimes we can just make it pretty yeah. for the look. And you know, if we were if we were real with ourselves, we would be like, you know what, I'm just I'm done. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna. But then, but we come to church for years. Yeah. Because of like, like I talked about a couple weeks ago in the normal Christians, because our family does mm-hmm. it, because it's cultural, right? Because it's we've all we've ever known, right? Because also we don't want to deal with like, the texts and phone calls and when we stop coming to church, right. like why are you okay? Like, yeah. we just want to deal with that, so right. we, it's easier just to fake it. Yeah. Or you know, maybe we're not consciously thinking that we're faking it, mm-hmm. but we are. Yeah. But you know. 
going back to the the thing, like it's it's the biblical way to deal with stuff is to go to a brother right. and say, hey, like I see this, like let's talk about it, mm-hmm. and and you you do not see that in the church today, right. and it's sad, and I yeah. think it's one of the reasons why the church has so many errors is because people aren't coming to each other in right. brotherly love. I agree, but I agree. yeah, I mean, there's never mind. Um, go ahead. What were you gonna say? No, I was just thinking of my own life, and oh, right, right. there have been times where, um, I think you should definitely ask the Holy Spirit when to sure. speak. Yes, to someone about it. <laughs> because, and also do it all, all in the context of relationship, too. right? Yeah, I don't think someone that you'd never talk to, you should right. go and tell them that because you're not gonna know you're you're gonna you're not gonna know anything. Yeah. But there, there have been times where Steph and Steph have come to me and said... Steph and Steph? Yeah, Steph Jordan, Steph yeah. Spinato, Steph and Steph. They have come to me out of love mm-hmm. and then just been like, you know you were wrong for that. I can what, give you an example. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> you know no, what I, for one. No, I, I repeated something one time that I heard someone say about someone. Oh, you gossiped? Pretty much. You can just say that. Okay. <laughs> I was trying to do it the Christian way. Right. I right. just repeated you're, it. You were churching it up. Yeah. But I, I gossiped. We need to pray for this person <laughs> because... Oh, yeah. And I told the person that it was about... Um, I told someone who knew that... Whatever. It doesn't matter. Anyways, but Steph Jordan came to me and was like, Look, I love you. But do you feel that that was right? Do you feel like that accomplished anything by repeating that and blah, 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 blah? And, I mean, it cut me to the core because I was like, oh, my God. It cut me deep just there. Yeah, like it, it hurt my feelings. But at you the same time, yeah. I mean, of course I was offended because, like, you just called me out on sin. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like it was correction. And I took it from a friend. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like. I'm a better person now because she corrected me. Did you think that in the moment? Or were you just offended? Did you walk away offended? Or oh, no. In the moment, like, I, I mean, definitely offended as far as, like, I can't believe you just called right. me out. That was the offense. And she, did she do it in private? But she was, yeah. I mean, okay, she didn't call me out in front of people. Right, right, right. But, but when she said it, it was, I mean, it, it cut me to the core because I'm like, you are absolutely right. I was mm-hmm. completely wrong in that. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, but... If she hadn't have done that, I could be like a super <laughs> gossipy person right now. Even more than you already are. Even no. more. <laughs> no. But like to the point of like hurting people. I mean, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it could have really hurt someone if not I would have kept repeating. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, it was. Yeah. So, anyways. Who was it about? I'm not going to tell you. All we'll that. tell me off podcast. <laughs> Steph's not here. She won't say anything. <laughs> anyways, but I'm saying we, we sometimes just kind of bypass it. Like. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call that person out. Mm-hmm. You're actually doing, the, like, for, for me, like, what if she would have left me in that mm-hmm. and left me without correction? I mean, I, do you I know what you, I mean? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, one of the things, um, and that's never fun Mm-mm. for either person. It's right. not fun. Like, right. nobody enjoys that. Right. Um, but it's super necessary. And, like, one of the things me and Tiffany have done with our revivalist group and just a lot of the young adults who kind of surround themselves with us is like we have said like if you if you consider us your pastor and your leader like we want to pour into your life and that doesn't just mean praying for you and, and you know have, having holy yeah holy yeah. ghost parties but that also means like 
corrective words. Right. And like as you know, we have had almost every single person in our living room at one point in time, not just saying, "Hey, what's going on?" Like, like you screwed up mm-hmm. and you messed up. And this and 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 the vast majority of times, it's it's overwhelmingly positive at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's not fun for us. Right. And it's not something that we're like looking forward to doing. But we so believe in it. Right. And we so believe that. You know, I think as Americans, we love to live lives that are isolated from each other mm-hmm. and that like are private. Right. And um, I mean, obviously, you need some privacy in your life, but like to where I'm only gonna let you see what I want you to see mm-hmm. in my little fake, like you're talking about fake face on Sunday yeah. mornings. But everything else was really going on. Right. You're not gonna see that. Right. And I just think that's so damaging. Yeah. And some people might be thinking like, that's no, that's that, how are you? You're like that's totally um. Uh, what's what's the word like irresponsible or just unhealthy or whatever? Right. The, but it's not. And here's the thing: is nobody's telling you to tell the whole church, right? Yeah, you're just a, a telling leader. like a leader, right? Or someone you you're accountable to. Yes, exactly. Like between you, exactly. And, and I don't think you have to stand on stage and announce everything, but you know. But when but when the only person who knows about your your like real self, right, and your deep struggles and your whatever. Is you and maybe your husband or whatever, right. your or your wife, like that's not great. Like, mm-hmm. and you need somebody in your life who can talk to you, right? You know, and who can whatever. Because sometimes you'll just be in a bubble, and then I don't know. It's just this is a bad. And so well, we sometimes even for the husband and wife, um, you're seeing the immediate like what's around you right now, mm-hmm. and maybe somebody from the outside can look in mm-hmm. and say, "Hey, here's some truth." Yeah. You know? But we we've done that and like it's been really good and and I attribute to like some of our they're not perfect they're far from perfect but like all of our young adults are are doing pr- fairly well and like and they're you know getting launched into ministry and all this sort of mm-hmm. stuff and I attribute that to them being real and yeah. living lives of openness in right. front of each other and in front of you know Tiffany and I allowing us to speak in their life mm-hmm. but um it's not fun but it's needed I think yeah. And I think the church yeah. needs to do a better job of that for I sure. Think in just and not just pastors, but like, but but peers right. in the church. The, yes. the church is a body. Yeah. Well, and not to plug our connect groups, but oh God. I'm plugging it. But that's why you should be in a connect right. group because then that way you can find someone maybe in that group to be accountable mm-hmm. to or with mm-hmm. each other, and then they can call you out if need be, or you yeah. can call them out, and it's not even a, in a negative way. Like she came at me with love. Yeah. And it's because you're concerned for them. Yeah, like this is not a good thing that you are yeah. in. Anyways. I think some people look at correction like that um, as like you're getting on to me. Right. Or you're judging me. But I look at it more like this. Like if my son is walking towards the road mm-hmm. and the cars are like zooming past and he's going to get right. killed. Right. I am obviously going to like put myself in between him right. in that road and talk to him right. and stop him. And that's what I view correction or not, not correction, but just like that, that encounter as yep. when I, when I meet with somebody, I'm like, listen, I see you heading for something that's dangerous mm-hmm. and you need to like stop or, and I want to say that, but like, you know, you need to like look at, see, see, like take your head out of your life right now. Right. Um, and and see where you see where this is headed and like you know whatever have Holy Spirit speak to you. I'm just gonna read a proverb real Go quick ahead. because this is my favorite one to my oh, children. One of the stupid thing. Yeah, whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. 
Just saying. Is that the message? No, that's King James. It says stupid in the King James? New King James. New King James. Okay. Uh, same thing. I guarantee that says foolish in the King James. Guarantee Put money on it. Ten bucks. Oh, where is King James? Right up there. No, oh, I don't I have it because oh. I don't read it that often. <laughs> I only read New King James. KJV. Did I say that right? Whoso. I can't even read King James. Whosoever. Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge. But he who hateth reproof is brutish. Brutish. Which is stupid. But not the word stupid. Okay. So anyways, enough on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stop. Pastors, stop following. Become accountable people. Yeah. Um, and then he says... <laughs> <laughs> That's the summary of what that we was just the talked summary about. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastors stop following, following, following. Yeah. Okay. People talk to people. Yeah. Um, people talk to people. He says this. Um, no one. Sorry, uh, how many miracles happen? Not many, and no one talks about it. This one's funny. This is a, this is a proof to me that what you look for, you will find. Uh huh. And um, I've talked to. We obviously live in a culture, in, in, or uh, in a church where. Miracles are prevalent. Mm-hmm. You've seen mm-hmm. healings, I'm sure, mm-hmm. with your very eyes. I've seen them in my eyes. Like I've I've had the honor and the um, the whatever of like being a part of them, like mm-hmm. and the Lord using me to heal people. Like I've seen things that I can't explain. Mm-hmm. And so for me, miracles are not not an issue. Like one hundred percent, they happen. I've talked to people who like you know I'm not calling denominations out, but like like our Baptists who who mm-hmm. don't actively pursue those things. And they are like, yeah, like, I wish that we saw, like, like it's almost like they don't exist, like, right. across the entire world. I'm like, bro, they're in Bushnell right, right now. Right. And it's just crazy that what you, what you search for, you'll find. Mm-hmm. So they're out there. Uh, yeah. This was a stupid one because they're out there. Yeah. I, I don't even understand how you can listen to even missionary stories and right. not say they're not talking about right. miracles because they're talking about miracles. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then. Crazy stuff. Are you just not listening to anything? Right. Are you not like what you're saying, are you not even yeah. looking for anything? Yeah, keep talking. But anyway, I'm gonna pull up a book. I don't. If if you're out there, um, and you're like, well, I want to know about this sort of stuff, um, um, okay. So there's a book called um, "The Case for Miracles" by Lee Strobel. Lee Strobel wrote "The Case for Christ," "The Case for Christianity," or something like that. But he he was um he was a uh, a journalist in Chicago. He was an atheist for years, and he had this thing where he hated God. And he was going to set out to disprove God, and like from like factual histor- mm-hmm. historical stuff, mm-hmm. and he was going to write a book, and ended up becoming a Christian <laughs> because the evidence was just so overwhelming. Right. And they wrote a book about that, uh-huh. and so that's what he does. And he, I, I watched a, uh, a YouTube video, a sermon he did. He's like, I've been, you know, in the in Christianity for like, you know, 10 or so years now. He said, I'm still a journalist at heart. I want to know things and like talk about miracles. He's like, you know, we talk about miracles, but we never see them and stuff. And I, and I want to like know what, what's the deal with this. Mm-hmm. And so he spent like several years, like maybe two years traveling around the world, listening to different stories. He said he had three conclusions after like that. Um, and he said the first one was that miracles happen way more than I thought they did. Mm-hmm. Like, And then he said, number two, I actually don't remember number three, but number two is the most important one. He said, the amount of medically documented 
miracles is astounding. Yeah. Like that are, like for instance, was was one lady had uh, multiple sclerosis, like, or I think that's how you say it, but MS. She had yeah. MS, mm-hmm. and like where you're confined to a bed and all this sort of stuff, and you just can't move. She had a feeding tube, poop bag, all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff, and um and she was like kind of sorry, is poop bag not the medical term for it? No, that's she had not some. The... Okay, she had something for her bathroom. Cause she couldn't get up, and like her toes were all curled up, her fingers curled up. I'm pretty sure it's a colostomy bag. Wow, look at you! I know. Look at you. Um, but she's. But anyways, the story goes that she was sitting there, and this is. Uh, she had doctors for years, like decades, like treating her and stuff, mm-hmm. and she was gonna die. Mm-hmm. You know, not too long. You know, not too far from maybe a couple years later, because that's how that's what MS does. Anyways, she's in the bed at home, and all of a sudden, within five minutes. All of her arms, her toes, her fingers are extend out, and this does not happen with MS. There is no right. There is no um, regression. Right. Within five minutes, she's standing up, completely whole, wow. completely healed, because her friends were coming over and they were mm-hmm. praying for her, mm-hmm. and they had like kind of lost hope because they've been praying for years and stuff. But anyways, the next day, like that night, it was a Sunday. It was a Sunday afternoon. She hadn't been in church in forever because she uh-huh. can't go. She was right. bedridden. She walks into her church Sunday night, and the church goes bananas, and, like, revival breaks out. And stuff. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But then, then Monday, she walks into the hospital and walks up and was walking towards one of her. She had two doctors walking up to one of her doctors. And um, the doctor looked at her and looked down, and he said, like, he he wrote a book about it. He yeah. has a book. I want to read the book. There's a book about the whole experience. And he said, I thought it was a like a dream or just my imagination. Wow. He said he looked it up and he started crying. And yeah. like, and that, um, and one of the things he writes is like in his book, he said, I had the pleasure of my life to experience a genuine miracle wow. by God. And like, cause there's no That's way that could happen. And that really genuinely happened. Science that, that does not happen. Right. Miracles are real. Miracles. Like happen. get, get over it. Like miracles <laughs> yeah. are real. And here's the thing. Like that's such a crazy story. NBC never covered it. Right. Even Fox never covered it. Right. Like, and you're never going to see it on the news mm-hmm. because I, I'm i not super conspiracy theory like you are, but there's one <laughs> that I know is true. Don't call me they're, out. They're... <laughs> I bet you anything when I turn on my oh, phone. Oh, here we go. <laughs> there's going to be a conspiracy yeah. ad. But I know like there is one thing like the, the news media has an agenda. Right. Or at least they just don't want to show certain stuff mm-hmm. or they don't care to look for it. Yeah. But like, that's a thing that happened, and, yeah. and he said there's countless stories like that, medically documented. Like there, there are medical records that show, on this day she was like this. Two days later she is right. completely fine, and she has an interview with her in um, the in the, in the thing. Amazing, it's incredible. So I don't know what his problem is. Like well, look for stuff. You to know? me, to me, it sounds like he was expecting a miracle in some kind of way Maybe and didn't so. see it. And Maybe so then, so. therefore, miracles yeah. don't exist or whatever. And that's one of the things that Lee Strobel talks about is, like, he, he 100% believes that God does miracles and that Jesus wants to heal today. But he also has talked to many people who have prayed and, mm-hmm. and their loved ones die mm-hmm. or whatever. And he does. we don't know why. Right. You know, we don't know why. But yeah. but I agree. And I do I do think it goes back to, like, a little bit of the like the the seeker sensitive church where you're just not going to talk about those things right people in your church are they're if you're i know there's no pastors out here listening but like (laughs) i would want to say like they're wondering about this sort of stuff yeah and people want an experience Mm -hmm. you know they can go like people can go to a seminar and become a better person they can apply like like he said in this in this post 
There's a lot of ways to become a better person and become even happy. Mm-hmm. But the world doesn't want that. They want yeah. something real. Yeah. Like all the fake news and all the stuff you hear. Like everyone's, everyone knows they're being lied to. And so they want so something. real and yeah, true. They want something they can look mm-hmm. and, and touch. Mm-hmm. And a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. So anything else on that before I go on? No. Yeah, cool. We got to keep going because we we're, we're, we're crack, cracking out on time. All right. Um, miracles, blah, blah, blah. This one's interesting. Why is the Bible full of contradictions and no one talks about it. We talked about this. We already talked about that one a little yeah. bit. But, um, but I don't know. Well, it, read the rest of that because then he talks about like how a okay, God... Okay, yeah. He, he, he kind of like, you know, um, added it on, but then he said, how can a God be love yet send four billion people to a place all because they don't believe? Mm-hmm. No one talks about it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, to be honest, I can come up with some sort of like religious pastoral right. answer right, for right, you, right. but the the honest answer is I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can I can see I can see how you're like. God is love, and so He should love everybody, and I can come up with a like a like a like a, a spiritual answer of like, mm-hmm. well, you you're a human. God's infinite. Your version of what you think of love is is. Is so small compared right. to what, you know, the, his version of love may be completely different than yours, right. or whatever. I don't know, but but well, nobody wants to hear that. And, and can I just say, I feel like this comes from a place of what our society is mm-hmm. right now. That unless it benefits me, then it can't be good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if he sends people to hell because they don't know him, how is that good for me? How is that good for, does that make, am mm-hmm, I making mm-hmm. sense? Like it's this selfish. Yeah. It's such a selfish mentality that because like, it's not going to work out for me and my family. Cause right. I might have a loved one who goes to hell. Right. How is that good? And how is that right. God? And how is that love? Yeah. And it's just this, ugh. yeah, <laughs> like that's all I can explain it is just this ugh mentality yeah. of, like it's all about me, yeah. And really, it's not even about us. Mm-mm. It's about him. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so that's what I hear when I. It's, yeah. I don't even think he cares if people go to hell or not. I think it's. It doesn't benefit me, so therefore I can't believe in that. Yeah. Yeah. Does that just make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I agree. I, I think <laughs> sometimes I feel like I see, hear it in my head and it doesn't come out the, <laughs> the way I want it to come out. But. Same, same. I don't know. I I think. The, the hell thing, I'm not going to lie. It, it, it's a hard one to swallow. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, pretend like it's not. Like, yeah. I understand that's a hard yeah. thing to swallow. Um, and, like I said, I can give a lot of churchy answers, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's difficult. God is sovereign. God is sovereign. And we are not. <laughs> yeah, and but, like, but when and you're surrounded, like we talked about earlier, you're surrounded by people who are not Christians, and you're constantly being bombarded with this question. Mm-hmm. Or this thought, because that's the that's the number one thing that you know, I like watching um, apologists, people mm-hmm. who defend the faith, that go to college campuses right. and do whatever. That's the number one thing that people always ask is like, how could God, a, a loving God, send people right. to hell, or whatever? And honestly, like I said, there's it, it's there's there's no answer that's gonna make people satisfied. Right. I think that's what I mean. Yeah. I like, there's nothing I can say. There's no answer that's gonna make you satisfied. Right. Um, just to satisfy, I think, just in my own head, this is not that I got this from any, like, biblical thing, but 
I don't think the Lord doesn't let any of them have a chance. Right, yeah. I personally believe that even if it's spiritual on their deathbed, that he still gives them yeah. a choice. Yeah. That, that's just my belief. I mean, yeah. I have no biblical backing for that. Yeah. But I, I don't believe that a God would just be like, oh, I didn't give you that choice. Yeah. I think everybody has a choice. Even in their own tongue and own language and own yeah. realm of like their mind, I yeah. feel like the Lord would not let someone die without the choice. I definitely agree with that. Like we actually had that that question come up in one of our um, uh, like, like a round circle round table discussion mm-hmm. or whatever with some of the youth students and like what happens if people, um, you know, like the Aborigines in South America who've never seen a missionary. Or go go back two hundred years, like no one, no white person has ever been there. So there's no possible way they can hear about Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. what happens to them? Like, what do they go to hell because right. they don't know about Jesus? Right. Um, it's a great question. Like for for me, I answer that question of like, there's a scripture. I'm gonna butcher it right now, and I'm not <laughs> thunder. Look, look it up. But it says the the law the, the law of God is written on the hearts of man, and so basically, I think. I I can't be an authority on those things, but like that yeah like he he deciphers kind of like what you. I'm not saying like good works get you into heaven in that instance, but um, I don't know. God God figures it out. Yeah. I don't. So the answer, the short answer is, those people don't just go to hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they get some sort of chance. Yeah. Whether they whether they get to some sort of afterlife and then Jesus appears and like shows them like still has the choice yeah like, I, I, I genuinely believe I he know. gives them a choice I don't know I I, who I don't miss like people who have heard the name of Jesus mm-hmm. and especially in our culture now right you can look up the name of Jesus and find out yeah. plenty of stuff yeah if you've had an opportunity to hear the gospel and yes. you said actively no no yeah, and, and so part of this, and one of the one things I wanted to say, part of it is there's really not a good. It's there's almost like no point in having a discussion mm-hmm. with someone. You're not gonna win them because you are trying to. It's a spiritual mind of Christ trying to reason with a carnal, right. sinful mind. Right. It, they're not going to connect. That's true. That's and, good. And you talk, and because like I look at, you know. The, the punishment of hell like and it makes sense to me mm-hmm. to be honest like it's not that he hates people right it's not that he's angry but that he will not have sin be in turn a, yeah. yeah enter in, around him and in yeah. in that also if there was any way for jesus it would be cruel for jesus to die right if there was another way right and and that death has to be a part of the punishment and so like it just makes sense to me. Yeah. And if and, and a person says, "Well, I don't want to do that," well, then you then it's not necessarily that you'd like uh, you struggle with hell. You just don't want to submit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, I have less sympathy for you right. when you're like, because I think that's really when you get down to the heart of it is people don't want to surrender their life. Yeah. They want to. It's that pride of life thing. They want to be their own. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that, that the reason why Lucifer got cast out of heaven. Right. He wanted to be the ruler of everything. Like, yeah. And they want to rule their own life. And and that's why it scares me so much. This whole thing right here is just that whole mentality that our culture is in. Is it's all about me. Oh, one hundred percent. So if it doesn't fit my schedule, and it doesn't fit my way of thinking. Yeah. If it doesn't fit 
my life, yeah. then it can be cast off. Like it can yeah. be, Our culture, it can be, it could just be another club I don't want to be a part of. Right. Exactly. And that's what's scary about it. Yeah. Um, and, and you see this with even like, we never really talk about this stuff on the podcast and not, not, nor do I really care to, but some of the moral or social issues of our day of like transgender people or mm-hmm. like homosexuality mm-hmm. or anything like that, abortion rights and mm-hmm. stuff. It's, it's, um, people have a mindset of do not tell me what I can do right. or what I can't do. And don't tell me what's true or wh- don't tell me what's right and what's wrong. Right. I will decide for myself. Mm-hmm. And anytime that someone comes in and tries to say, Hey, this is what we're going to do. Right. Or this, this is, this is the way, or this is the right thing to do or whatever. Right. Or there's only a boy and a girl. People get wigged out. Yeah. They get wigged out and cause they don't want to be controlled right. and they want to be the king of yep. their life. Yeah. And, um, but mm-hmm. and it's super dangerous. I had, I had another thought, but I forgot. Mm. What was I going to say? No, I was just, I was thinking about just the word says, you know, like in the end times that we're, we're going to go after the lust of our, our flesh mm-hmm. and not the things of God. Right. So, oh, that's I know kind what of I was where, yeah, that's true. That's where we're headed. It's true. And you, you, I mean, I also, and lust of the flesh is not necessarily just like sexual things. It's just right. like whatever I want to do. Correct. Whatever I yeah. want to do. And how yeah. I want to live, I I I. And I I I I. <laughs> one of the things, like, and I I um, I know that th- that this is not like the end all be all. This is like the thing you should be going after for your life. But one of the reasons why Jesus did miracles, because so many people would come through before Jesus mm-hmm. and and claim to be a Messiah or mm-hmm. claim to be some sort of teacher, and um, it just. It would always pan out. You see the you see the Pharisees talking about this. Like, how many people have come before him, and and a following would gather, but it always disperse. One of the reasons why Jesus, I think, did miracles was prove the validity of his sonship mm-hmm. and his identity. Mm-hmm. And so, one of the things a genuine miracle does is show somebody, okay, um, there's something here that I can't explain, mm-hmm. and like I have to wrestle with it. And I can choose to say, "Yep, I'm just, I still don't believe," but you can't choose to say it's not real. Yeah. You th- at that point, because I think people can lie to themselves enough to say, "Like, well, this is not real. Mm-hmm. This isn't real." But once a Christian displays true power, and like, well, let's just say, like a person gets out of a wheelchair right. who was medically crippled, like now you have a choice to make. Yeah. And uh, now you have to say, okay. It draws that line again. Yes. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't think, and even Jesus' day, I don't know if, like, the miracle ever, like, got somebody saved. Mm-hmm. But I think it, like, starts a conversation in their head of, like, yeah. okay, I have to reason this somehow. I can't just, I can't just ignore this. Yeah. I have to do something. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that some, a couple of pastors that I listen to, they, they use this language, and I think it's so true. The world deserves an encounter mm-hmm. with God. Yeah. More than just, I have a happy life. And, like, right. we don't, my husband and I don't argue anymore. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's, that's right. not, right. I'm not saying that's not God, but, like, that can be, ha- that can happen in a lot of different ways. Yeah. But true, like, dunamis power, like, God changing a situation or whatever, like, a, you know, something that, that, that cannot be explained any other way besides God did something. Right. They deserve that encounter. Yeah. I agree. I agree too. <laughs> yeah, you said it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're getting close to the end. I know. But, um. 
Was there anything else on that? No. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm done now. Okay. Well, I'll just I'll I'll say this. <sighs> um, you know, obviously, I have no influence over Marty Sampson. I can't right. change his life right. or whatever. But if you find yourself um, struggling with stuff, this is the last thing I'll say. Like I said this in a live stream and to somebody else. But if you find like you have questions about Christianity, and it may not, it, it may be about the Bible. Like I had, I saw this thing and I'm confused about it. It may be about like why does God send people to hell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or just maybe about pastors, whatever, anything, or you're just struggling in general. Please like talk to someone about yes. them. I feel like we in the church also do a really poor job of like um, letting people feel open to speak to us, mm-hmm. or you know. One of the things every single parent says, and I know you said it, and we try to say it to our kids now that Henry's going to school, is like, you um, you can always talk to mommy or daddy. Right. You, can, you can talk to us, and you can tell us anything. But I feel like sometimes in the church, we're like, um, if you have doubts, like keep them to yourself. Right. Because those are the, of the devil. Right. And we don't want that here. Right. Or whatever. Or it's I think a lot of times it's like, hey, don't bring your doubts here because I have the same doubts, and I don't want to like deal with them mm-hmm. in my own self. Mm-hmm. I'm pushing them down. Right. But if you have those things... Like come to somebody. Come yes. to I'll, I'm I love wrestling with my own doubts, and I don't have time to get into it right now. Like I will, but I I enjoy <laughs> all of your doubts. Yeah, I have doubts. <laughs> like, don't you have doubts about Jesus and, and Christianity Never. And stuff? Well, I do. Never for sure. Like it's, it's some of it's weird. No, right? I know. Yeah. And um, but anyways, like if you have, you can come to me. Like yeah. I'm okay to talk, and I may not have an answer for you, but I'll listen. Yeah. Um, and so just don't don't just push it down yeah you know yeah because one day that thing is not going to stay down there yeah and it's going to come up and you're not going to know how to deal with it and the enemy's going to lie to you at just the right time mm-hmm. and it's going to be bad yeah so talk to somebody well, and and that's another thing i would say too is i don't feel like this just happened to him overnight no this is months and years of yeah. things that have he's been wrestling with and thinking about and and instead of dealing with it like you said it just came up at a moment and he's just like yep I'm done Yeah, and so it is a dangerous place and I will also say that I know for me when I heard this stuff that oh and by the way we should mention that that guy Skillet the, the, oh, that guy yeah. Skillet go, go read his post yeah he um, it's a long one it is long but the Skillet's John Cooper yeah he's the, in lead the band. Si- lead singer is Skillet yeah. yeah he did a whole little article on um all the stuff that yeah. this guy said, and it's really good. And we're not going to read it because it's super long. Yeah, but you should go read it because he he brought out John some good Cooper. Points. One of the points that I think, if we want to discuss yeah. it really quick, yeah, yeah, um, don't hype up these celebrity yes. Christians. Yes, <laughs> like don't follow them as if they're God Himself. Right. Because when they do come up, here here's what what one of the things that the skillet guy said. I don't know his name. John Cooper. Anyways, we'll just call him the skillet guy. Skillet guy, sure. Um, one of the things he said is that, you know, they get in a position of leadership and followers. Yes. On social media, yep. whatever. And people will follow them and, and follow their lead to the point that when he makes this kind of claim, yeah, they will follow him into that yep. because they don't have the true... Yep. The true Jesus, they're not following that. They're tr- right. they're following him, and it's what our culture does. It, yes. our culture follows Kanye and LeBron they, James and stuff like that. And so, talk about Kanye. 
Let's they go. do. People follow Kanye. I know. I'm not saying he's anything uh, wrong. Oh, he okay. is, but like, you okay. know what I mean? No, but it's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you see it even with political stuff. Right. People will vote because the famous person on their Instagram mm-hmm. told them to vote this way. Right. And and now it's even seeped into yeah. Christian life and Christian yeah. celebrities of how, whatever I'm, you're calling it. Yeah. That now because he thinks this way, oh, I'm gonna think this way too. Right. And and so I just want to be very careful yeah. that we don't we don't ever put someone so high up. Right above God it's like I, I know people look at you know somebody like Marty or whoever like a worship leader that you really admire or what and, and, and as a person in their 20s I think he's not in his 20s now but like you know some of these people are, are in their 20s and they know just as much of the Bible mm-hmm. as you do mm-hmm. they've just been incredibly lucky to right. be in a place where they have a platform right and yet people are like holding the things they say is like Bible. Yeah. And they don't know. They yeah. don't know much more than you do. Right. And I think it is okay to have heroes in the faith and people you look up to. I've always tried to ch- choose those people. Number one is people who I actually know their personal life. Mm-hmm. Like one of the, like I don't throw around this term loosely or whatever like a lot of people do, but like a spiritual father for me has been like Pastor Crane. Because mm-hmm. like he, he's just, he's poured in so much to my life. And I've all, I also see him on stage and off the stage for for mm-hmm. you know almost decades now, mm-hmm. and and so that is somebody who's a hero in the faith right. of mine, um, you know, or like somebody like you know pastors like Bill Johnson or or um, Michael Culianos. These are guys who have walked with the Lord for a long time, right. who have had trials and tribulations right. and have persevered mm-hmm. for the cause of Christ. Mm-hmm. I can look at them and say, okay, that's somebody, but. Some of these young worship leaders or what influencers you want to call them, right? And who've been walking with the Lord as long as I have, right? If not less, um, I'm not like I love their music, right? And maybe they can, maybe as one of the things John Cooper said, they can relay the emotional side of of worship or the faith mm-hmm. really well, and that's that's okay, and that's okay to right. sing their songs. But I'm not looking to them, right? First, it's like I remember the when, and I'm not going to say like they're not the experience, right? <laughs> I, I, Jesus. And I'm not looking for them for for spiritual advice, like when that whole Colin Kaepernick football oh, thing yeah, happened yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'm not trying to start, start, a, start a debate on what the whatever. But at the end of the day, he is a football player. Right. He is not a politician. Thank he is you. not a a critical thinker. Thank he is you. a football player who's probably not even smarter than a regular college age person. Right. And yet people are listening to his. Right, it's become a whole movement. Right, and I'm yeah. not saying that you can't have an opinion, but when you start taking their opinion over people who are extremely educated, it's like, what? Or their opinion over your own research. Did you look right. into it? Did you figure it out for yourself? Right, exactly. That's where I'm, I don't like that. I agree with that. Yeah. Anyways. But no, I was going to say, because what what I was going to say with all of this happening, you know, I have teenage kids and it created almost like a little fear in my heart, mm. if I can just be honest, mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh my gosh, like, because we had that conversation about like, I haven't really discipled them well. I haven't, you know, right. told them everything about the word that I probably could tell them. And it just created that little fear in me. Yeah. And we even had a conversation this morning, me and Elijah and Isaiah, about this right here. And I was just telling them it's why it's so careful that you don't let the media yeah. or influencers influence how you even think. Yeah. And that we have to take everything to Jesus. Yeah. 
everything, yeah. even who we follow and let influence us. Yeah. Like it, it, it just created that fear. Like I don't want my kids to, um, I don't know, like just, just like follow it. I, I guess that's fall, what I'm trying. Yeah, 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 like yeah, fall into like this kind of thinking. Yeah, yeah. Because of the way the culture is yeah, right yeah. now, yeah, and yeah. it's vi- because these kids are so like, moldable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's scary. So I would just encourage parents out there. Yeah. That like talk to your kids about this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and 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 especially like with y'all having the younger kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's Lord knows what it's going to be like when they're yeah. in high school. Yeah. And so that's why we have to be so careful to um, yeah. lay that foundation for them. Yeah. I think one so. Of the most, anyways, yeah, I think one of the worst <laughs> things that because I know like I can almost hear your boy saying this, and I'm not saying that they're wrong or whatever, but like right. I can almost hear them saying like, "Mom, it's not going to happen to us. Right? It's not going to happen to me. Right?" That's one of the that's one of the worst things you can say. Yes. Because the moment that you say like, and, the, and there's a difference between having like confidence and faith, like I know I know what I believe, mm-hmm. or just like it's the person who never wears their seatbelt, right, and says oh, I'm never gonna get in a wreck, right. They're gonna die. <laughs> like right. you know you have a you you can get in a wreck and mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. It's the person like that who says like oh it's never gonna happen to me, right. Or parents who like. You know, this is a pet peeve of mine with with being a youth pastor. They put so much em- emphasis on their their kids' school or extracurricular activities and disciple discipleship. Not, not even right. talking about coming to youth group. I'm right. talking about like discipleship in the home. Right. Is not a, not even an afterthought. Mm-hmm. It's not a thought. Right. And I'm not talking more than just praying for your kids, but actively discipling yes. them. And yes. and I think one of the things they think of like, well, my kids will be okay. Mm-hmm. And they go to church right now. They go to church because you make them. Right. And that's why. You know, kids are leaving the church by the droves, right. like after they get out of high school. It's because there was never anything real, right? And there's this thought of like, well, it won't happen to our, my yeah. kids. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. That fear literally crept up. Just, yeah. just hearing and reading these articles, I was like, oh god, like yeah. that could happen to my kids. Like just because of the culture that we're in, yeah, where it's so influenced. Yeah, I think it's driven. Really, I think it's really commendable what you did because, like, I'm not saying that you should be controlled by fear or just like, you know, obviously right. you should not be controlled, but you should be. What was more of a holy fear? Okay, good. That, that's fine. <laughs> you know I, I, mean? I, like I almost a, want to say you should be like a little afraid. devastated fear. You shouldn't it was be, just like it a, should, it should take you out of obliviousness. This. Yeah. And, but it's really commendable what you did because maybe you're sitting there and you're like, well, what should, I, I feel that. What should I do? Have a conversation with your yeah. children. Have a continual talk mm-hmm. and an ongoing conversation with your with your kids. Know where they're at. Yeah. Be someone who is like in their life. And even if you haven't been doing that for the last fifteen years, start today. Start. Yeah. It's never too late. Yeah. Like, be in their life. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah. But yeah. Sorry, <laughs> Just, cool. that was a little side note. That was good. <laughs> really good. Anyways. All right. Well. Was that it? I think so. So be encouraged, everyone. Be encouraged. But stop being I will say, though, that a lot of his issues, though, comes from the fact that he wasn't in, I don't feel like he was in the presence of the Lord. No. Getting renewed daily. No. And feeding himself with the word. No. There's no way. No. There's just no way. Yeah, very much so. So anyways, that's yeah. just the last. Yeah. That was the last, I promise. Always got to bring it back to intimacy. <laughs> Always intimacy All with right. Jesus. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye.